Welcome to Brain Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Mandy MP. Each episode will bring you a new topic or interview related to brain health and wellness as part of my mission to help you on the path to a healthier, happier brain. So let's get started. Hi guys, this is Amanda Ewers, Mandy's Mindset Bestie. You can find my interview with Mandy back on episode two. Today, I'm commandeering the introduction to this week's show because a couple of months ago, Mandy was in a car accident and experienced a traumatic brain injury. She has not gotten back to her full-time job and is still struggling with her symptoms. Right now, she can use all the support she can get. If you don't already, I would encourage you to follow the show as well as share it with others. Another way you could support Mandy would be to check out her book on Amazon. It's called Migraine Help from a Unicorn Nurse Practitioner. She was able to pre-record and bake many episodes prior to her accident, one of those being today's. So without further ado, let's get back to the next great episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. My guest today is Deepak Saini. Deepak is an anti-aging and longevity coach, having spent many stressed years in the corporate world and overcoming an autoimmune condition, back injury, and lifelong battle with obesity. Deepak brings a unique perspective to working with his clients. When not spending time with his family, Deepak is researching and staying in the forefront and emerging and of emerging and cutting edge health research. Deepak is a speaker, course instructor, writer, and actively working on becoming a centenarian. Welcome, Deepak. Thank you, Manny. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So my question for everybody always to, to start off is what's your background? Where'd you come from? Um, what does, why does brain health and, and this uh, interest you? Yeah. So I was someone who always struggled with health issues. Uh, I was always the chubby kid. I was always getting sick all the time. Um, you know, three, four times a year, like clockwork, kind of the seasons change. They'd always say it was bronchitis or something. Um, got not really much better when I, as I got older, uh, at 17, 18 years old, I was, uh, 270 plus pounds. So I'd be classified as morbidly obese. Uh, you know, now that we have those kind of terms, uh, uh, now, um, but the real impetus for me was eight years ago when I hurt my back really bad. And, um, you know, so I couldn't golf, I couldn't run anymore. I, you know, couldn't tie my shoe or without pain, put on my socks, et cetera. But the real, the real low point for me was my youngest daughter was just a baby at the time. I couldn't bend over to pick her up out of her crib. I had no flexion in the, in my back. So that was my low point. So the Western medical system, I like to say, wasted 18 months of my health with ineffective treatments and the runaround through the system and misdiagnosis, et cetera. So I finally took matters into my own hands, found a modality to heal my back. Part of that was also lifestyle. And lo and behold, just by changing a few things in order to heal my back and bring systemic inflammation down in my body, my autoimmune condition cleared up. The last 60 of those 100 pounds that I was carrying melted away in like six months without, you know, a welcome byproduct for someone who, like, yeah. you know, struggled with weight their whole time. But uh, that was not my goal. So I was like, huh, there, there's something to this. So I'm trained as a CPA. So I worked in, you know, 
corporate uh, corporate world, corporate finance yeah. for you know 20 plus years. But uh, people started asking me like, hey, what, what's going on? What'd you do? I started kind of informally like, oh, read this book and try this. And I learned this. And I, because I really got in trying to heal myself, I really got into the research and into the science. And after a while, I was like, I like this a lot more helping people. So, and I'd always been someone who mentored and I coached youth sports, you know, when I was younger, et cetera, et cetera. So it wasn't a big stretch for me. So I was like, well, I'm going to do this. So I got some early certifications and started working with people who were like me, weight loss, back pain. But as I evolved as a person and what I, and then I had that mindset, mindset shift of what's possible for long-term health. It was like, why can't I be a centenarian? Why can't I have a long health span into my 80s, 90s, 100s and beyond? So now I work with people who have that same mindset. And part of that research is, you know, it's great, like body, most people get the body thing. But what's what's the point of having a healthy mm -hmm. body if your mind is gone? Right. So, you know, I, in, in the course of my journey, once I had that mind, uh, mindset shift, uh, there's a tongue twister for me yeah. <laughs> today. Um, you know, I did some testing of various, you know, all sorts of testing, uh, genetic testing, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I have, I got one of the Alzheimer's genes so that makes me, you know, a little bit more prone and I have it in my family. Mm -hmm. I have family members who have been diagnosed and, you know, subsequently have passed uh, with Alzheimer's. I saw it in my wife's family as well. She's, um, uh, um, I lost my grandparents early, so I didn't get to know them very well, but, um, uh, my wife's grandparents, they struggled with dementia and Alzheimer's and going to visit them on, you know, the birthdays and Christmas. And then they they have no idea who you are. So I've seen it firsthand. So brain health is super important to me. Um, because again, for my, my personal goals of where I want to be, like, I need a good physical body, but I need also a good mental body. Yeah. Yeah. So what were some of those lifestyle things that you did that helped you melt, melt away those pounds? Yeah, they've been they've been refined over time. So yeah. it was kind of like the first thing was, uh, I guess I had already before had already started making small modifications with the amount of sugar sure. that I was eating. You know, So like I just cringe when I think back to when I first started drinking coffee back in university. You know, I need like four creams and like <laughs> six packs of like that NutraSweet, the pink, the pink oh, uh, yeah. packets. Yeah. I was like, oh, I just cringe now. And, you know, slowly kind of weeded my way down. But uh, I guess, you know, my journey was eight years ago. So probably a little bit before that, eight, maybe nine, 10 years ago, I started like, you know, I can have just coffee and cream. I don't need sugar in it anymore. So stories like kind of going that way. Mm -hmm. I, you know, instead of having, you know, like a, three sandwiches for lunch and have like one, you know, overstuffed wrap and trying to just bring the carbs down. I was already kind of moving that way, but still, you know, I'd sleep pizza and blah, 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 and sure. wings and drink too much and all that sort of thing. So the real first thing for me was when I was like, I need to bring inflammation down to heal my back. Yeah. And once I realized that like so much inflammation, I mean, it comes from many sources, but one of yeah. the huge sources for me and many others is through our diet, what we're eating. Absolutely. So once I had that light bulb moment, I was like, oh, that's it. I'm going, I'm eating clean and i'm using that in air quotes for purpose because that's yeah. that's evolved over time but i just went like cold turkey like once i, I had that decision and I, I was talking to my doctor I'm like would this help with my back pain if i you know brought inflammation down and so i went you know cold turkey so nutrition is a piece of it you know obviously get enough rest uh you know i have a young family um, even younger, you know, than I said, like I said, my, my young daughter was a baby at the time. So, you know, sleep and, you know, so you got to prioritize these things. So I put a huge priority on my own self-care. And I know some people think sometimes like, oh, that's a bit selfish. You could be spending time with your kids and I get it. But the way I look at it is if I'm not my hundred percent best or as close to it as possible, I'm, I can't be the best father I can be. I can't be the best husband. I can't be the best, um, entrepreneur, business partner, son, 
brother, et cetera, et cetera. So, so I, I do put huge priority in that. So, I mean, that's sleep, that's recovery, which a lot of people only give lip service to, uh, nutrition, proper movement in the right dose. Uh, and then, you know, as I've evolved, you know, there's some like biohacky, you know, advanced uh, science type of things that I do as well. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, things have definitely changed over time. Um, at several years ago, I was a, a health coach for fitness. And we always talk about exercise and then it became really important that nutrition was so important. And um, we'd always thought, oh, you could just exercise. If you're not, not losing weight, just exercise more, eat less exercise more. And there wasn't really that focus on the nutrition part, but then it became very obvious that you can't eat, you can't exercise away a bad diet. So nope. if you are not eating right, you can exercise all you want. You can be doing all the other things as perfectly as you think you can. And if you're not eating right, that's that's going to be a huge problem for you. And that has definitely evolved over time to your air quotes for the clean eating. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I like to, I, yeah. sorry, sorry, man. I, mean, no, I, I just like, I like to say to people all the time, when I get that, a bit of a, that argument is like, you know, like, Oh, I work out so much and blah, blah. It's like, it's like crush a 30 minute, you know, run on the treadmill or elliptical or something. What's your cat, you know, and, you know, put in your weight and your age. And, you know, again, how, how accurate are those machine, right. machines? But let, let, yeah. let, let, let's say they're accurate to some degree. So like you crush like 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever. It's like you burned what a quarter of a sandwich. Yeah. Half a donut. Like, like it's, it's nothing how much you, you burn, right. You burn more just yeah. breathing and walking around your everyday life than you do from doing that workout. So yeah, nutrition, I think is like, is, is key is, yeah. is one of the key things. I mean, it depends what your goals are, of course. Right. But yeah. Pretty much any, I think any goals, I mean, you're trying to improve anything in your health, your diet is going to be super important. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but uh, I, I, I just guess where I was going is like, if, if weight loss is, is like your number one goal, then I put a little more emphasis on gotcha. nutrition. If it's some, if it's something else and maybe something else has, but nutrition of course plays a role, but it just puts the, the, the priority priority one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so now that you've kind of gone through all those things, you've, you've kind of tailored what you do on a daily basis. What are some of the things you're doing now to keep your brain healthy? So me personally. Yeah. Yeah. So I think number one is, uh, I guess adequate sleep, you know, making sure that it's, 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 uh, it's, it's on par and I, I'm not wearing it at the moment, but I have an aura ring. So I track, track my deep sleep and my REM sleep. And when that's, uh, and I've done, I've done a lot of testing on that. I've had a, my aura ring for gosh, three and a half, almost four years now. So, you know, I, I know what things mess up my sleep, you know, one glass of wine messes up my sleep, a coffee a little bit later messes up my sleep, a third coffee, even if it's early messes up my sleep, et cetera, et cetera, and go, go, goes on and on. So I track my sleep very diligently to try and, uh, so sleep number one is just make sure I get adequate sleep. And, uh, and, and again, I have devices that I can, uh, more ready state for, for, for deep sleep or REM sleep for that, for that matter. And, and other type of things like that. So that, no, sleep number one, uh, number two is I think the right nutrition for brain health. So I, I mean, teach their own. Uh, I tend to go, I'm not keto by any means, but I tend to go lower carb, mm -hmm. uh, higher fats, coconut oil, um, you know, uh, MCT oil, you know, et cetera, is, is very prevalent in, in my diet. And I, again, I customize when I work with people to what will work for them and their lifestyle, but I tend to shift people towards at least bringing, you know, uh, grains and junk carbs down and, and upping the upping the fats so i i'd say that's the two biggest things for me is sleep and then you know healthy fats uh you know um, and you know monosaturated fats with you know a real real olive oil and, and that sort of thing as well so yeah several years ago i read the book eat 
uh, eat fat to get thin. And it yep. was mind blowing looking at all the, the studies that had actually been done on low carb, high fat diets and how it could actually correct your cholesterol and actually help you lose weight and get in better shape and decrease the inflammation in your diet. The exact opposite of what we've been told to eat for years. Can I share a quick anecdote story? Yeah. I think I think this would be really good for your listeners. So, uh, I guess we're in the new year now. So I guess it was last year. Uh, I had uh, a client come to me, um, 73 year old grandma, and she was on thyroid medications and she went to go see her doctor and, and, and she had her labs done and her doctor like freaked out on her. It's like your cholesterol's high, blood sugar's high, you know, so you want to put her on like three medications and she was just like completely freaked out. And he's like, if you don't go on these medications, I'm not going to refill. So he, he refilled her thyroid medication sure. then, but he's like, I'm not going to refill it again in six months if you don't go on these medications. So she was very upset and she managed to to find me. So we, we kind of only even part-time sort of work together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, she was already eating pretty decent, but we just, we changed a few things, changed a few supplements up the fat a little bit, but she, you know, we just got her moving more and actually doing strength training and a little, a lot of mindsets and breath work and that sort of thing. And, uh, so when she went back got her labs done six months later, uh, while not perfect, uh, not only had she lost 32 pounds in, in six months, her cholesterol numbers improved, her blood pressure numbers improved, her blood sugar, uh, numbers improved enough, again, not perfect, but enough, their doctors yeah. like, keep what you're doing. Here's your script <laughs> for your thyroids and we'll check again in six months. So little, little, little things consistently make a difference. Absolutely. They add up. Uh, and that's, that's, it's kind of like that self-care that you mentioned earlier. You have to take care of yourself. Uh, if we don't do that, it's, it's going to come back to bite us. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, what are some of the top things that you, you deal with when you're coaching uh, people that you work with? Yeah, I think the number one thing that I like to work on with people, and, and again, it was a it was a big thing for me, is you know I call it sort of mindset and motivation. Yeah, that's sort of one of my one of my main pillars. But you know, people have this society has given this notion of what aging looks like or what health looks like, and it's it's really outdated, quite frankly. You know, we have new science, we have new technologies. That doesn't mean it's at the forefront if you go see your doctor your doctor that they're talking about those things, but it's out there. It's well-researched, double-blind studies, et cetera, et cetera. It's available in all the other jurisdictions, maybe not where you necessarily live. So just get people that mindset around. You don't have to accept aging for what you think it has or what the media tells you. You know, you know, you think bigger, think bolder, what I like to say. And then, and then part of that is also is like, what is your, I call it your why or your purpose. Maybe it's your mission, your North star, your guardian light, whatever type of thing. So for me, it was, I, I remember how sucky life was eight years ago when I couldn't pick up my daughter and, you know, and I couldn't do any of their activities. My life just sucked. Like it was, it was absolutely terrible. I was, I, I didn't recognize the time I was probably in depression, but yeah. I, I, I use that as my fuel to move forward and it still guides me today. So I try and work with people. What is that for you? Is it to be the fun grandma who can hang with your grandkids? Is it to see, see your grandkids high school graduation, their wedding, whatever it might be. And again, people tend to think short-term. We have a, we're a society of short-term goals, you know, next week, tomorrow, an hour from now, immediately. Yeah. And I just get people to think like, you need to think longer term. Now, nobody has to think, I got I want to be a centenarian. So I'm thinking 60 plus years out, right? Yeah. Nobody has to think like that, but like, let's think two years, five years, maybe 10 years out. It's yeah. a lot better to get some sort of disease or diagnosis when you're 90 than it is when you're 60. So, you know, just to get, so that mindset and that mind shift and then tie to what is really truly important to someone, because that's the thing that they're always going to come back to when it's hard, yeah. right? Cause it's like by sheer 
you know, determination, willpower. Yeah, if you're really top of the game, maybe that lasts for like two years tops. Yeah. Most people, it's not even a month. But if you have something you can tie back to when the times get hard, when you that cheeseburger or that second glass of red wine, whatever it is calling you, and you can like, ah, oh, no, I'm going to put it back because yeah. I I know what why I'm doing this. So I think those are the the, the 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 number one the big thing that I work on with people first thing. I love that the the why is so important. So not only the the why for people, but why they're doing things along the way. Um, when I work with my patients, it's why did you get sick? So we're looking at the the what they did in their life or what what risk factors came into play to have the illness that they do. And so once you know those whys, it's easier to understand why you need to make the changes that you do. And then when you have your big why, absolutely, that will keep you in the long run running that marathon. Absolutely. Metaphorically or actually they're doing it. So, yeah, yeah. I, I used to run marathons before <laughs> I hurt my back. Yeah. Yeah. So um Let's talk anti-aging for a moment. That's a, a word that sometimes people say is kind of controversial because we have uh, people that, that say, well, if you're anti-aging, then are you against old people? It's, is it an ageist thing? Um, so what's your idea on anti-aging? Well, that's interesting. I have not heard that one before. That has not come in, into me that it being uh, biased towards old people. And as someone who's in their mid forties, it's funny because I've already see ageism against myself. I'm like, yes. I'm already old. Like what? Yes. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not even midway yet. That's interesting. But uh, I, know, I know a lot of people think anti-aging and they're like thinking a lot of surface level things like creams and let's get some mm -hmm. procedure done and boat and that kind of stuff. And yeah. I look at anti-aging, I'm going to answer this a couple different ways, from the inside out. Mm -hmm. If you're healthy at a cellular level from the inside, it's going to manifest itself on the outside with better skin. You're not going to break out. You're not going to get as many blemishes et cetera, et cetera, type yeah. of thing. I like to say in my program, uh, maybe we'll talk about later, is actually yeah. called putting aging on pause. So it's not about, I'm going to answer, yeah, two ways. So it's not about, I'm going to stay this age forever, exactly how I look or how I feel. It's about healthy aging, right? We want a long health span, not necessarily a lifespan, but health span. And again, what I alluded to earlier, like if you're going to get something, some disease or some diagnosis, you want to get it when you're 80, 90, 100, not 50, 60, 70. Right. So I think it's just about the lifestyle factors that keep you as young from a physical, mental, spiritual, you know, because I think play is really important and like thinking young and doing goofy things and, and acting young is part of that mm -hmm. as well, as long as, as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, uh, when I work with my clients one-on-one, -on -one, uh, we also do, you know, some of these uh, clock testing to see, you know, sort of what your uh, biological age is versus yeah. your chronological age. And, you know, we quite often see uh, with lifestyle interventions and, and you know, I know there's those clocks are always getting tweaked and they're always getting improved and they're not 100 percent or anything like that. Right. But I think directionally they give you a right idea of where you're at. And we have found with people that, yeah, with lifestyle interventions you can actually cellularly, biologically make yourself younger. So I, I don't want to say like you're going, you're aging backwards, yeah. <laughs> but in a way you, you kind of are. Yeah. So, so that's, uh, so the way I like those, like you're at the very least, you're putting aging on pause yeah. or we're not going to age uh, as rapidly as we otherwise normally would. Sure. So we are going to slow that pace of aging or potentially even just move it a little bit backwards. So maybe we are putting a little bit in reverse. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. But your first point there, I have not, I have not actually not come across that. So yeah, I actually, was talking to old people. They have so much wisdom. Absolutely. In that sort of thing. 
Yeah, I have a, a good friend who works for, uh, there's an aging organism in Minnesota. And um, that was actually one of the first questions that he brought to me when I had talked about anti-aging the first time. And uh, I had never thought of it that way before. I am definitely not an anti-old person. I love my my elderly patients. I love the stories that they have to tell. Um, and I'm always on the, the hunt for ways to help them age well, because aging is not an option. It's aging well. So exactly. and I think that's what you're helping with people with too. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's a good good segue. Tell me a little bit about your program. What what are you working on? Yeah. So I have a, a new group program. Uh, the first cohort is uh, is just wrapping up here uh, in the next couple of weeks. Then we have another cohort starting in April. But it's called yeah, put aging on pause. So I, in my my philosophy, I have sort of seven buckets that I work on with people. So this program, it's a it's a group program, ten weeks long. We we touch on the first five uh, of those at uh, you know. People, you know, you're definitely going to get something out of it. It's it. We don't we don't go as deep as we could as as with I work on with my one on one clients, but people definitely get uh, good responses. And yeah, we touch on the mindset and motivation, uh, nutrition, movement, uh, you know, all the stress uh, relieving type of things, um, which I think a lot of people actually people understand stress, but actually, how do you you know, work on that, uh, I think is really misunderstood by a lot of yeah. people. And then the last thing we work on is sort of the environmental factors that again, also cause uh, at the end of the day, they, there are stressors uh, to our body. So, so there's the first five in this group program. Uh, and then when I work with individual clients, we work on those five as well, go a little bit deeper, of course, uh, in my, my one-on-one clients, I work with them for a year. Uh, and then we also, the sixth, sixth bucket is kind of what I call, uh, you know, uh, I call it don't do stupid stuff, yeah. but it's basically like a risk reward. Like everything we do in life has a trade-off, right? There's some risk reward to it. And most people think, oh, that third glass of wine. Yeah, I might have a little something tomorrow, but, you know, but they don't really think the compound effects of that if you're doing that every day or every week or whatever. So just kind of make that, you know, people aware of that, you know, um, you know, here's an example I like to use is, okay, you're going to ride a motorbike. Great. Whatever. That, that's not for me. That's for you. Awesome. Do you wear a helmet? Okay, great. You wear a helmet. Awesome. Do you wear, you know, leather? So if you should fall, you're not going to get all rushed up. Okay, great. You wear leather as well. You know, and I think this is perfect for your audience here. It's like, well, do you take supplements for your brain? Because yeah. what if you should fall and you should get a concussion? Yeah. Shouldn't you have those on board? It's one thing to take stuff after you're di- you get a concussion or, a, or some sort of uh, TBI, yeah. but wouldn't you want to be, pre- uh, you know, do things preventatively as well? So if you're going to ride a motorbike or where, you know, whatever the thing is, that's maybe high risk, mm-hmm. play hockey, play football, whatever, doesn't it make sense to take these things ahead of? So just make people aware of that. So that's kind of bucket six. And then bucket seven is again, sort of that, the cutting edge uh, science, biohacking, whatever, you know, could be getting stem cells done. You're like, Oh, my doctor wants me to get shoulder surgery. Well, maybe we should look at that before you get surgery done. Maybe, you know, yeah. some exosomes or PRP or something like that. And, you know, just letting people be aware of what those are. And then mm-hmm. if they, you know, have the resources and, and desire to do those, and I help them find, I'm not a doctor myself, but right. help find people. I have a lot of clinics, partners, doctor uh, partners around uh, North America specifically, but all around the world and, and help them find where they can go for treating their sort of things that they want to get done. Very cool. Very cool. So you are located in Canada. Do you work with people all over? You kind of mentioned, you know, know people all over the world as well. Yeah, I, it's mostly Americans uh, that I tend tend to work with. But yeah, I certainly work with Canadians, uh, Australians, uh, I think about a UK person. Uh, yes, UK person before. So yeah, it's kind of all over, I guess, English speaking. That's I, I'm trying to learn Spanish, but uh, I, I really, I really only, only speak English. So yeah, English speaking world, I guess, but it's it's primarily Americans. Yes. Yeah. 
Very cool. Very cool. Those are a lot of really good things to cover. Um, and I think making people exposed or giving them the knowledge of other things that they can do is always helpful because when we are stuck in the traditional medical world, we don't know about all those alternative therapies that we can do. And it, sometimes they can be more effective than the typical things that we do, but people don't know about them. So this reminds me of something. I was just actually sharing this the other day with someone. I think it's perfect, perfect thing here. So yeah. this is, uh, I guess this was last year. I was uh, having a, uh, we're still, we were still doing telemedicine, I guess. So yeah. I called my GP and I, I, he, we have a good relationship and he, he kind of knows where I'm at. I'm like, just give me my labs and I'll do my own analysis. <laughs> I just, I just need you. You're, you're the gatekeeper for me to getting labs done. Right. So uh, anyway, but so we were doing a telemedicine thing still because of COVID. And I was asked some questions uh, on a particular issue, um, which I won't get into, but basically asking about peptides. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you know more than me. I don't know anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, fair enough. I, I'm glad you're honest. Because a lot of doctors, and I'm not going to paint with a broad brush, but a lot of doctors right. do, oh, that, that, that's, that's stupid. That's not proven, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, no, you obviously have more knowledge than me. So I can't offer anything. So I was like, okay, fair enough. Thanks for your honesty. So I, you know, I just bring that up as like, there are things out there that are working well, that lots of people are using in lots of different jurisdictions, just because your doctor doesn't know about it. Doesn't mean it's not an option for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, very good points. Cause there, there are so many options out there. And if you only know the things that you've been exposed to, that's all you will think to have. Um, and to kind of talk to your point earlier too, about trying to make sure that people are, are doing the things they can to make themselves healthy. I actually had a conversation with, uh, with a friend about that, who is looking at uh, needing surgery and the same surgery that I'd had previously. And I was talking about how I did everything I could to make myself healthy before the surgery so that I could heal best afterwards. And she thought that was a great idea. She hadn't even thought about that, but it's, it is trying to prevent the illness as much as possible. Um, and to your point about the, the motorcycle, absolutely. Um, trying to prevent those things by wearing your helmet, wearing all the, all the leathers is great, but if you aren't supporting your brain, it's going to take a lot longer to recover after an injury. So. Yeah, absolutely. Good, you know, like even now, like you, like you go on like a water slide and sometimes your head gets banged around, right? You know, it's like, oh gosh. Yeah. It's like, you know, it might be, might be worthwhile to take some, you know, spoonful of coconut oil that day or something. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, and even to the point of, of uh, being in the Northern hemispheres too, we fall and slip on the ice all the time. You never know when that's going to happen. Um, I've had lots of patients that have had, had that happen lately and you get a concussion and you slip and fall again, you get another concussion. It's going to take a lot of work for your brain to heal. Uh, but if you are taking care of yourself already, it's going to make it a little bit better. It's funny you should bring that up because that just came up in our in my class in the group program yesterday. Uh, we're talking about balance and you know the need for you know having uh, lean muscle mass and keeping sarcopenia away as you age, et cetera. And it's like, look, the number one thing is like for sixty five and older is falls. It's not the fall that kills you. It's like going to the hospital and again, something else at the hospital, MRSA or something like that is just like, you're going to fall. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and sometimes my dog, you know, I live here in Canada. It's, it's snowing now. We were talking about that earlier. My yeah. dog like changes direction and pulls one. Like I luckily I haven't fallen this winter, but like, there's been a couple of rides like, and I, you know, yeah. can pop my balance, but balance is important. And if I should fall that I have, you know, strong bones and strong muscles mm -hmm. to in, take the impact. So I don't have to go to the hospital because I might have a hairline fracture or something and or, or bro broken hip or whatever. And then it just compounds once you get in the system, right? So. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Once you have one thing, it's so easy to have something else happen to your body. Um, so Absolutely. yeah, I love the idea of, of doing everything you can to try to make yourself healthy so that you can live as long as you can disease-free, not necessarily longevity and everybody, but the wellness part of that. And that's my favorite word. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Love that. Very cool. Very cool. Well, where can people find you if they want to learn more about your program and anything else that you're working on? Yeah, I got a free gift that I love to give to your audience. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll put the link in the in the show notes, but uh, it's uh, deepaxanyhealth.com forward slash freebie. It's a little uh, guide and, you know, some some tips of, you know, kind of just improving your health and your mindset uh, and then a, and then a 30 day tracker. So, you know, you can read some of those. Some might resonate with you. Some might not. But the ones that do, you can track your progress for 30 days and start to build uh, a habit. So that's a great way to sort of get an introduction uh, to me. Yeah. And then uh, I also have uh, the next cohort of the group program starting in April and there'll be another one in September. I'm not sure when this will get uh, posted, but uh, yeah, people can just uh, download that free guide, get on my email list, and then you will know when uh, things are coming up. Perfect. Thank you so much. And of course, follow that. me on yeah. social. I'm everywhere on social. So too. Yeah. Yeah. That, perfect. Um, so I will take all of, uh, all of your socials in the show notes as well. So people can find you in all the places. Um, and thank you for the freebie as well. I am sure our listeners will love that. Anything else you want to end with on our show today here? Uh, you know, I, again, I'll just say, you know, don't discount. I think people intuitively know, but again, I think the media, you know, you know, we were talking about earlier, like, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, it's all about exercise, about exercise. And then maybe it's making a shift towards nutrition, which, which there is important, but like, mm-hmm. we can't separate our head and our mind and our spirit from our body, right? Our head is part of our body. So you got to take care of the whole thing. And, you know, even though you're doing your push-ups and you're running and your lunges and whatever, you got to exercise this as well. Yeah. Right. So, and there's a lot of different ways to do that. We don't have time to get into that now, but take yeah. care, take control and take care of your brain as well. Cause the last thing you want is to be physically fit and lose it up here. If, you know, if it was my, I, I want to, I want both. I'm going to, I'm going to have my cake and eat it too. That's yeah. my plan. But if, if it was going to be one way, I was like, I'd rather have my mind and not have my body. Uh, but you know, that's, that's me. So I just want to make people aware, like brain health and obviously your listeners, they know this, yeah. right. But uh, yeah, really, really focus on the brain. Cause you know, without that, then everything else goes, goes. Right. Right. That, make, that makes us who we are. So very important. Awesome. Thank you so much for all the information today. Deepak, yeah, thank you for having luck. me. I appreciate good it. Good luck on getting to uh, that centenarian arc. I'm sure we'll have another conversation. So we'll, we'll Probably. do it together. That'd be great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to subscribe, like, and share this with others to help me continue on with my mission to help people live healthier, happier lives. Go to www.brainwellnesssolutions.com to see what I'm up to and get links to all the social medias there. See you next time.